Welcome in the house of fun. Welcome in the house of fun. Welcome in the house of fun. All right, well, welcome to episode 62 of Don't Shoot the Jesus. <laughs> I'm your co host, Greg Larson, aka Ted Balloon number 13. And I'm John Giles, uh, second gentleman, second guesser. I'm a second, second guesser of the man. Second what? Uh, second gentleman, second guesser. I don't know if you if you're familiar with American politics, but we have a new president of the American states, Joseph Robinette Biden. And with Joseph Biden comes Vice President Kamala Harris. And with Vice President Kamala Harris comes the first man to hold the second gentleman position. And I and I did a little deep dive into Doug Imhoff, the second gentleman, the husband of Kamala Harris. And he's not every he's not everything that people are making him out to be, Greg. What are people I'm, making him out to be? I'm not sure. Oh. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I've never I, I heard of the guy. He's well, he's Doug Imhoff. He's it sounds like a name somebody would use on a prank phone call. <laughs> I'm looking for an Emhoff, a Doug Emhoff, and you're like, wait a minute, is this like a sexual pun? And then well, you realize it's his not his brother is Jack. There we go. Jack Emhoff. <laughs> yeah. It's like a kid. It's like a little kid learning how to do sexual pranks, but they don't get that it's like Jack Emhoff. So he's just like, oh, it can be anything Emhoff. He's like Doug Emhoff. Doug Emhoff. I barely know him. <laughs> yeah. So Doug Imhoff is not everything that he's cracked out to be. I'm, I'm doing some Google searches on him. And this man used to be an entertainment lawyer. And what that means is at one point in his career, he was in charge of suing Taco Bell for $42 million for illegal use of the little Chihuahua dog. Which means Taco Bell had to pay $42 million, which means that's $42 million worth of Crunchwrap Supremes and cheesy gordita crunches that could have been mine. That they weren't able to make. All because of Doug Imhoff. What was illegal about the use of the Chihuahua? Mm, if I remember correctly, another company out of Michigan created the crazy Chihuahua as their like mascot. And then Taco Bell used it. And $42 million later, Taco Bell no longer uses that mascot because of Doug Imhoff. Because they lost $42 million worth of my Crunchwrap Supremes. It's been a long time since I've had – dude, Crunchwrap Supremes, those are the ones that are like a quesadilla shape, right? Like a hexagon? They're, yeah, they're like a hexagon, octagon type situation. I'm not sure how many sides it has. I once – no. I started that sentence wrong. Almost every time I get one of those, it never – they don't put meat in there. It's like it's <laughs> – They also fall apart water. immediately. Yes. You take two bites and all the folds start to unravel. But is this is this a just a Greg thing, or have you gotten a Crunchwrap Supreme where you actually felt like I have a sufficient amount of meat in this food stuff? No, they loaded up with tomatoes. They loaded yeah. up with lettuce. Uh, actually, now that I'm curious, I wonder if you because you can customize. If you ask for it, no lettuce, no tomato. They would be forced to fill it with things, right? Otherwise, it would just be a, a sloppy disc. Well, I don't know, man. Because you could you can make a lot of things go wrong in a Taco Bell kitchen. I think if you just ask for a Crunchwrap Supreme, a uh, cheesy gordita crunch. Wait, which one is it? Crunchwrap Supreme. Yeah. With uh, no lettuce, no tomato, they'd have to just give you ground beef, cheese, and sour cream, and and the little shell inside. Yeah, but you're thinking about this with Chipotle logic, you know, like oh, like loading it up to make it look the same. Yeah. You're thinking about this from like a fast casual standpoint, whereas this is Taco Bell. If you say no lettuce, no tomato, I think they would just give you the same tiny amounts of meat and the same amount of cheese and then just absence of lettuce. I don't think they would compensate. I'm imagining them folding it with the same like ratios. So it still has – it just has gaps in the inside. It's just a whole – you can just put your hand in there. <laughs> There's just nothing in there. I think um, so, dude. Yeah. Well, the, the, On the other end of the spectrum, I've never had a cheesy gordita crunch that was bad. Every oh, they're all excellent. crunch I've had has been fantastic. They're all excellent. They're uh, shockingly expensive. They're like three bucks or something. Taco Bell is shockingly expensive. Yeah. Half the time you go through the drive-thru, it's like a $25 order, and you just kind of eat in shame. Uh, yeah. What I do like about fast 
fast food dining now is that everybody eats in shame in their car like a fat kid uh, because they can't go inside and like welcome to my world bitch <laughs> in your van with your shovels and your gasoline buckets <laughs> eating taco bell i like it uh yeah but greg doug imhoff had a second reason for me to dislike mm-hmm. he's he's now one of those clowns in congress that's what's happening he's mm-hmm. back do you remember the pizza rat from New York the City? Pizza rat? Yeah, the it was rat carrying a piece of pizza. It was carrying a piece of pizza. It was filmed by some some company owned the rights to that film, and they sued. I don't know the internet to get it off yeah. the internet because they wanted they wanted the rights to it to be used. So it's like sparingly on the internet now. Though if you Google pizza rat, the gif still exists. Well, Doug Emhoff was the lead attorney in that case, in charge of the pizza rat, depriving us from more pizza rat. He's depriving us from Taco Bell. He is depriving us from Pizza Rat. He's more than what's what I don't I don't understand how people aren't seeing what I'm seeing. That those are some pretty lame lawsuits to be a part of. Like wh- okay, when I think of the Pizza Rat, I think of like some really grainy like Nokia footage. What so like some company uh, got this footage or something? I looked at it today. It's fairly actually. I think my memory also was pretty grainy, but the film that I've seen is actually clean and and look good. But some like media company has it. Um, Pizza Rat Doug Imhoff. Yeah, how did Jack, a media company get a hold of this? Jack Imhoff. Did they buy it from some fucking guy on the subway? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Friend, some homeless dude came up to me and my friends on Friday, and, and he literally. My friends bought a song off of him. Uh, I could see homeless dudes selling videos, you know. I sell this videos. He, Check out my OnlyFans. He also represented Jukin, a media company that owns rights to the viral pizza rat video that's showing a rat dragging New York slice down the flight of subway stairs. In copyright infringement lawsuits, gifs of pizza rat were taken down across the internet. Wow. As much as they could. That's some That's old idea. people like some old person in the court was like, oh, we, we erased it from the internet. And another old person was like, this is something that you can do. Thank you. <laughs> and all the young people were just like, shh, 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 it's fine. Don't let them know. <laughs> yeah. Don't let don't let them know about things. <laughs> These fucking losers. And didn't Kamala Harris cage up a bunch of Asian kids? Mm, I think she had a – she had a cagey uh, – speaking of cage. Uh, she had a, a cagey time as the – uh, district attorney, prosecutor in in California, whatever it was, I think she was the yeah. DA in California, and I think there were there were definitely some uh, problematic moments uh, when it came to I think her treatment of African Americans. I believe is what it was. Um, yeah, that's what I thought too. So, who's the first gentleman then? There is no first gentleman because it would be the first lady and the second lady, but because uh... there is no second lady because Kamala is vice president, it, the roles are reversed. So he is second gentleman, but there is no first gentleman. It is confusing. I'll give you that. But if it was a female president, then her husband would be the first gentleman. The first gentleman. Yes, that's correct. Wow. Wow. Oh, and, a I, woman and I bet that he I, would not deprive us of $42 million for the Taco Bell. Well, realistically, Bill Clinton, if Bill Clinton were the first gentleman in 2016 to 2020, he would have given us – he wasn't cool. He's not cool with Bill Clinton anymore. Like, I don't think he's getting BJs from interns anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that lawsuit – that's an interesting idea. Dude, imagine if that video existed of Bill Clinton getting a blowjob from Monica Lewinsky. Oh, yeah. That uh, that I think that it would easily be the number one video on the internet still to this day. Oh, hell yeah. Um, wow. Second – well, second only to – second only to the – uh. OnlyFans video of you shooting soccer targets and hitting little <laughs> coming soccer goals. That one I don't think is going to happen. I talked to my All therapist. Right. She said that this is destructive behavior. And she was like, don't you feel like you're being a little bit impulsive? I was like, impulsive? I'm just sending my cock to people on the internet. But I guess that's your point. That's bullshit, man. Don't <laughs> let therapy bring you down. That's what I've been saying for the last three years. And uh, we'll see what happens, man. I might fire this bitch. I don't know. <laughs> Craig, how have you been, man? I uh, I wanted to ask you a series of openers okay. to really let the world know who you are. 
And uh, okay. I, I suppose I can I can respond in, in the same. Um, the first one is simply, what's the last thing you Google searched? Uh, the last thing I Googled searched was a book whose name I can't remember. It's a book that I I heard a YouTuber talk about. Clubby, <laughs> a minor league baseball memoir. <laughs> that is another thing we'll get into in a minute. But the last thing I Googled, it was a book about masculinity, about rites of passage that men in old world America and abroad had that young men no longer have. And um, how that our lack of ritualistic rites of passage, like say going out hunting with your tribe or like getting shoved in a cave for a week or whatever the fuck, yeah. that we yeah. don't have those rites of passage. It uh, makes us infantile into adulthood. And uh, it's very, it's a very interesting concept because I have been thinking a lot about masculinity and what it is to be a man and all this kind of stuff. So I, I Googled that. Um, that was the last thing I Googled, I think. What about you? Uh, last thing I Googled was Bulbapedia Pokemon Yellow walkthrough. <laughs> Are you playing Pokemon? <laughs> no. I was I, I was having a conversation, and I couldn't remember the names of any of the cities. I remember Janto region, but I couldn't mm. remember any of, like, Saffron City. I could remember Celadon oh, yeah. City, but, like, I couldn't remember any of the the gyms or anything like that and for some reason that was the most important thing in my day so i just went to the walkthrough and i found step by step how to how to achieve pokemon masterhood uh, so my, honestly probably the same thing what you searched and what i searched were probably on the same level mentally so. <laughs> it's a strange thing when you look up okay are you gonna walk through and beat pokemon yellow anytime soon i would guess probably not last Unlikely. night I was up watching a video of a guy building a house uh, from scratch and not just like, you know, there are some videos where guys will dig a, a swimming pool in the middle of the Indian jungle and it'll just be a time lapse of them building it with no instructions. This was like a how to video that I was watching. I'm never going to build a house, but I was just watching it. Uh, I, I've, I've watched those videos of them like building sheds and things. And like yeah. now I have a general knowledge of how to build a shed from like pouring the cement in with the rebar. Like it, I, I think there's a, there's a good explanation for why we watch those videos because like, even though we're never going to do it, it's good to like have that back of mind knowledge to be like, Oh, well, like I understand the steps of it. So when I'm a homeowner, I know if something goes wrong, I might be able to retroactively find how to fix it because of these random YouTube videos I watched back in the day. But I don't think we, I don't think we even think about it like that in the moment. It's just, if we ever do get to a moment where it's like, Oh shit, I have to rejig the rebar in my fucking foundation. <laughs> like in that moment, I'm like, Oh, I'm glad I watched that YouTube video. But wh when I'm watching a video like that, I'm not thinking I am going to use this knowledge someday. I'm just thinking like, I'm not thinking anything. It's like just stat like, See, I think I am. I think, I think I am thinking about how to utilize that information in the future. And then like, I'll even make like mental notes when I'm watching it. I'm like, Oh, okay. So this is what you do. So, so ABCD, 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 you say it over and over again. So like, I never forget that step and yeah. it doesn't make sense. Why I'm never going to need that step, but like, Oh, it's interesting. I'll share that in the future. Let me, let me hold on to that. Let me just put it in storage somewhere. Do you uh, I think I do when I watch those videos. I, I make those mental storages. And so you do remember the stuff that you see or read? Yeah, for the most part. Hmm. I don't. Now, I, I also dabble in woodworking. So certain ah. things like that, certain things like that, even if it's not necessarily even shed building, even if it's like glass cutting, I'm never going to do glass cutting. That is something strictly I'm never going to do. But You're it's cool to know that I'm going to cut it with my, I'm going to cut it with my dick. <laughs> okay it's uh it's very sharp and pointy so isn't it weird that our nipples get bigger and erect when cold but our penises get smaller and flaccid when they're cold i once this is a off-track story i was once on a church mission trip in bristol tennessee and we were like living luxury actually at this particular way so we always stayed at the high school every mission trip we went to and this particular high school had a swimming pool so we stayed at this high school and then like oh let's all go swimming and I am poolside. I'm probably 13 years old, maybe 14. I'm poolside, and I haven't hopped in yet. And this girl, I've never spoken to this girl in my life. 
She is a total stranger. She comes up to me and she says, you have the a combination I've never seen the hairiest armpits and the smallest nipples I've ever seen. <laughs> and then she walked away. <laughs> wow. It, it struck me to, I'm 31 years old and something that happened nearly two decades ago has stuck with me. You have the hairiest armpits and the smallest nipples I've ever seen. That's an incredible thing. Because in her mind, there should be some correlation between the two. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like I usually see this and this, or, or lower and lower, but you have this two extremes. Never seen this type of combination. So she says, uh, hairy armpits, small nipples is a strange combo. So in her mind, hairy armpits should, relate, should correlate to big nipples. nipples. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's an unbelievable combination. <laughs> why? Like, why would she connect those two? How old were you? Oh, uh, thirteen or fourteen, maybe. Let's yeah. see. Uh, I could probably I could probably retro retro date this. Uh, I was probably a freshman in high school, so yeah, fourteen. <laughs> so I wonder if, in her mind, it's like a mark of masculinity, the same way like a large penis would be. She's like. She's like, well, you have the testosterone for hairy armpits. For hairy armpits. But you're so much of a pussy that you have tiny nipples. <laughs> and I think I, I was almost like I wanted to like chase after and be like, I'm young. Like my nipples will grow. <laughs> they, they will. <laughs> yeah, dude. It could be the most. What are you drinking? Uh, well, I just finished a maple latte and now I'm working oh, my way in. That'll shrink your nipples. <clears throat> Now I'm working my way into a second fiddle. Uh, that cam right there. That cam right there. Second fiddle. It's from Vermont. From my trips to Vermont. I think this is one of the last Vermont beers we have left. Wow. That's incredible, man. I'm telling you, you keep drinking those beers, your nipples are going to get so small you can't even see them anymore. It's right there. It's right there. I have average-sized nipples, dude. But above average hair. Yeah, I think You're, oh, that's that's not a lot of hair. Your armpit hair is very insubstantial. Oh, I guess it's true. It's like I have as much hair on my chest as I do on my apex. See, my see, mine is mine are a, a dang forest down there compared to that. The fact that Yours you're not like showing a, me your nipples and armpits right now is disappointing. How odd well, that I'm shirtless for this episode. <laughs> I have headphones on that are wired, so if I take this off, I'll lose sound. It's a whole process. You get it. You get, I get it. it. I uh, Greg, Greg. I know about your Google search. Is there anything that you've been vibing on recently, tweet-wise, uh, Instagram-wise? What's a post that you've been just vibing on? We can share it in picture-in-picture. Picture. Sure. Uh, well, I was reading – I don't know if this counts, but I was reading – I've been reading a lot of graphic novels lately. Uh, can I That's not showing that? up. <laughs> it's showing up on Instagram but not on Zoom. Oh, piss. Uh, oh, wait. What if I do this? No, that works. Nope. It's kind of like tell me what, just tell me what it is. <laughs> it's called Asterios Polyp by David Mazzuchelli. And I can't pronounce the author's name or the, the book title's name. But uh, it's about this architect. It's one of those books that has an ending that I could, it took me a while to figure out. Um, it's about this architect who has very like black and white thinking. And it's so like, you ever just randomly find a movie or a book or something and you just something draws you to it and then you watch it and you're like, wow, this speaks exactly to what I'm going through at this specific point in my life. How odd that I was like so drawn to it seemingly at random. Sure. Um, there's got to be a word for that. But it was one of those moments I was like, oh, interesting. I'll check out this book. And it speaks. Uh, one thing I am talking about a lot in therapy is like this sort of black and white thinking that I have a lot. And this character struggles with that, and it ruins a relationship of his. And so at the very end of the book, it's fucking wild, dude. Like, very long story short, there are a bunch of dream scenes. And in every dream scene, it took me a while to notice there's like a little airplane that signals, oh, this is a dream sequence. It's like Inception. Very... It's like an yeah. Inception with the top. Like, you know it's exactly. a dream sequence. because I think it was because of the ring, correct? Spoiler alert to anyone who hasn't watched Inception. I think if he was wearing the ring, it was a dream. If he wasn't wearing the ring, it wasn't. But he thought it was the top. Oh, man. I forgot about that movie. But I, yeah, it's very similar concept. 
And at the very end, he like reconnects with this, uh, with this woman that he had driven away and they kind of have a quiet, like cute, peaceful moment. And at the very end, there's an asteroid that comes in and it's so out of nowhere. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I look back to the beginning of this scene where he like reconnects with this woman. I see there's an airplane. I'm like, Oh fuck. It was, that part was a dream. And, um, I love that book. Uh, no, I don't. I liked it. <laughs> so far, both of your entrances into your mind, into your thoughtful mind, have been so much more thoughtful than I assumed. I assume, oh. I mean, I'm not saying that I assumed you to be a dummy. <clears throat> yeah. But both of these things you've brought up have been very, uh, like, pseudo-educational. Like, you're, yeah. you're continuing, like, a learning experience in your head long after college long out you know you, you still want to do this learning as if it were a youtube video about building a shed and glass cutting but <laughs> you still want to do these things and, and th that's just how your mind works is you're always on the verge of learning something new i think that's right i hadn't thought about it like that like in my mind i'm and i don't i like mush my mind with nonsense half the time so i guess it's it's nice to have that reflected back um but maybe that is, it's like some sort of insecurity that's always driving me to strive to know more. Because in my mind, I'm just like, Duh. this is the sound most of what I say sounds like to me. Duh. That's a really good impression of yourself. <laughs> what, uh, what, what posts have you been vibing with lately? Um, you have some really great retweets, by the way. You, you find really good content. I'm like, how do people find good tweets? Oh man, and the, so that's the thing. I don't have a lot of followers, so my retweets go just go and die. Like they 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 fall into a hole of nothingness because no one no one likes me. Uh, one one good retweet that I had from uh, Drew Garland at Drew Garland was just I can't believe Mike Pence has seen Gaga live and I still haven't. <laughs> Mike Pence yeah, was a inauguration. Uh, let's see. There was a, there was one that was a uh, um a Venn diagram of uh, people who are racist, people who are former presidents and people who have a diet of mushy meats. And the combination is George Washington and Donald J. Trump. I appreciated that. Uh, yeah. There was another one that I really wanted to find. Was George Washington known for being particularly racist for old men back then? Uh, no, I think he was just of the time. Like he was a slave owner. He was a plantation owner, but he didn't, you know, I, I suppose he didn't rise above it. Um, yeah. So I will still hold it against him for not rising above it. Uh, it man. To see what our ancestors say about us not rising above shit. Probably kids in cages. Okay, what was the other one? Uh, holy shit, do not get the vaccine, whatever you do. Ever since I got it, everyone wants to fuck me so bad. I haven't stopped fucking since for 72 <laughs> hours. <laughs> oh, that's about it. <laughs> Uh, what do you like? What do you? What tickles you about that last one so much? Uh oh! I did. I leave the video at one point. I think I left your Instagram video at one point. Yeah, you're gone, dude. It's just me, of like a crazy person. <laughs> All right, I'm back in. Um, All right, what, what do I find? I think I found. Uh, it's the misdirection. It's the it's the people who, um you know, famously are like, "Don't get the vaccine because you're going to get autism. Don't get the vaccine." Because uh, you don't know what they're putting in your body, and that 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 that, and you see those from the loonies, and then you just have this person who's just like, whatever you do, do not get the vaccine because you will fuck so hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so pure. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I like that kind of stuff. Like, I, I like that kind of absurd response to something, as opposed to being like. Because it is kind of making a point, like, hey, get the vaccine because it'll be yeah. good or whatever. But it's more about being funny than making a point. Like, I, I get so annoyed with people these days that are, like, putting making a point above being oh, funny. Yeah. Uh, not that everything has to be funny, but it's, like, when people are trying to be funny, they uh, prioritize making a point. Like, instead of saying, like, oh, if you get the vaccine, nobody will want to have sex with you. They're like, no, they yeah. took it the absurd direct, the absurd yeah. opposite, which I love. When I see people who like bullet, like bullet point, like here are the reasons why you should get a vaccine. Da, 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 like that. Okay. We get it. We all know that, but I want to have a light brevity to it. That's just going to like, yes. 
bring my, because obviously I know the advantages of getting a vaccine and I know the advantages of, I don't know, most things <laughs> like most things don't need to be pointed out to most people. We all understand. We've all done the pros and cons in our head, but the lighthearted brevity in those types of tweets are just like, yeah, that makes me happy. That just, it's, it's not like vile, vile content can be on the internet and certain things like that, that are just giggly. Uh, I can get down with. Yeah, that's like very much up your alley. Like uh, absurdism, giggly absurdism is John yeah. Giles' humor. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good way to put that. Can Did we do the kill Tony thing? Because I'm so fucking nervous for it. Yeah, man. All right. So two weeks ago, three weeks ago, you were in. Yeah. Uh, you you did a live set. For Kill Tony, which is a stand-up comedy uh, program, yeah, and you were the first person drawn out of the hat for their show in Austin. I was the second person. I was, I was technically the second person, but the first person was somebody who was like regularly on the show. Okay. Um, they said that I was the first stranger on the show. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. I guess for our listening audience, what we're going to do is we're going to play this, and you guys are going to hear the audio. For a watching audience at home, you're going to have it right in front of you. We're going to play you Greg's – how long is it? Is it, is it a minute? Well, everybody gets pulled out of a hat. The, the premise of the show is people who want to perform stand-up in front of the crowd put their name in a hat and a bucket. And the host, Tony, pulls names at random. And if you your name gets called, you go up, perform one minute of comedy, and then they roast you for like ten minutes. Okay. Now, is Tony just a just a guy? Does he have what clout does Tony have? Uh, Tony is a comedian himself. The very long story short, the way the show started, he used to host the open mic at the comedy store in, in Los Angeles, like top comedy club in the country, arguably. Uh, he would host the open mic there, and then he would people would do their set, and he would just roast them mercilessly. And so he just turned it into a show that is now the number one live podcast in the world. Probably one of the only live podcasts in the world right now. Yeah. Pandemic wise. Um, so his cloud is just that he's a, he's a comedian himself headlining shows. Okay. Well, um, Greg, I'm going to pull up this uh, Instagram video. And uh, yeah. for those watching on the live feed, I apologize. This doesn't exist. You're going to have to go to Greg's Instagram at Greg Larson comedy and go search to, January 15th post. You'll be able to see it. It's a 13-minute long video. We're only going to show the first minute on the video on the uh, YouTube video. Come on. One more time for Greg Larson, everybody. There's a new COVID vaccine for puppies. The main side effect is autism. <laughs> okay. Starting off strong with that one. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to cut it. I don't want to cut into your jokes every single time. Yep. Uh, there, there's a certain rhythm to your jokes that I want to let fly. But that joke strikes me so, so strong. I love that. That that little chord that it hums inside my body. It was that so is perfect. Giggly absurdism. That's exactly that is giggly absurdism right there. One hundred percent. Sex for seventy two hours. <laughs> All right. Press play. Three, two, one. When Latinos get the vaccine, do they develop Taco Bell's palsy? <laughs> the virus mutated right when we got a vaccine. That's messed up. That's like finally getting the balls to break up with your abusive girlfriend, and she says, "You can't leave me." I'm pregnant. I'm like, screw a vaccine. Get me to the closest staircase. <laughs> this is Moderna. <laughs> no one laughs at that part. <laughs> you know why they call those assault rifles AR-15? <laughs> because that's how old you have to be to kill your math teacher with one of them. I'm Greg Larson. Thank you very much. All right, signing off. So we've heard the AR-15 joke before here on this podcast. That's right. And did you did you treat that as an old reliable after the Moderna joke? Because it seemed like the crowd didn't respond to the Moderna joke. Um, 
Well, two things that I definitely did lose them after the Taco Bell policy joke. Um, so they had, were pretty silent on that one. There were a few jeers. The Moderna joke did a little bit better. There's no mic in the crowd. The Moderna yeah. joke did a little bit better than what you hear in the audio there. Okay. Um, and the assault rifle one, that had worked at pretty much every open mic I did. Um, that one, I think it was out of left field in that set. And it was just kind of like, ah, I got a couple of, I, I knew, I'll put it this way. When I'm up there, I'm not saying like, hmm, which joke should I do now? Like, I know exactly what jokes I'm going to do in order. Sure. Uh, but when I was preparing the minute, that one just kind of fit the last couple of seconds there. Okay. And I do like, we knew it was funny. We knew that it had had success in previous shows. So, but the, this audience had never heard it before. So right. it's brand new to them. And you knew you were going to end on a high, no matter, no matter what the, what the gain of the audience was at the time. Um, so what was Tony's reaction? I know everyone at home can watch and listen, but I'm not going to make people watch through a 13 minute video. Right. What was Tony's reaction to you? Uh, at first he said, I mean, he roasted me. They, they roasted me way harder on this episode than on the first time I was on the show a year ago. Um, but he, uh, as far as the jokes go, he said that I had good jokes. He, he thought the first joke was cute and funny. He said that I lost the crowd on the Taco Bell joke, which I obviously did. Sure. He's like, he said, have you ever even seen, he's like, do you think Latinos actually work at Taco Bell or actually go to Taco Bell? <laughs> I was like, no, like, I don't think so. It's just a. That's a good point, Tony. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. But it's one of those things I wasn't going to like explain the joke or like say like, yeah. oh, here's what I was thinking. It's just like, no, like you're it. It didn't work. Um, that's what he had to say. And then they roasted me about being gay without realizing it about uh, this proposal that I did when I was 20-something. Uh, uh, first off, they started asking me, like, oh, how gay are you? And I was just like, well, one time I masturbated with some friends in high school. And they're like, well, what's the most – what's the your biggest accomplishment with a woman? And I told them the story of me proposing to my ex, her saying no, and I said I had a video of it. So they spliced <laughs> in the video. I sent it to him like that night and they spliced it into the uploaded video. So now like 50,000 plus people have seen my proposal fail. I, uh, I watched that proposal fail and I will tell you, I think you're being harder on yourself than what the video is. Because when you were telling me about this, fail, the way you worded it was she said no, which yeah. over the term she did say no, but in the video, it was actually her being sweet. It was her yeah. like, not saying yes, but also kind of consoling you and saying like how generous of a thought it was and it, it was sweet. And she, you know, she just wanted to kind of cuddle on you for a minute. Um, I was expecting it to be a lot more uh, aggressive than it was. What it turned oh, out yeah. to be was, it was a lot more touching. So um, I think you give yourself a little too harsh of, of terms there. Uh, yes. But saying that it was a touching moment, it, it's a better it's a less good story. No, absolutely, but you, you gotta you gotta keep your your confidence up on the inside. I understand the story. I understand telling kill Tony because that's the way that he, you can connect with them. I exaggerate yeah. all of my stories as well. Um, but it's good to know it, that you know that it's not as bad as it was. And that that show has had fifty six thousand views. That that <laughs> that episode of Kill Tony so far fifty six thousand views. It's just after three weeks, who knows how many I'll have by the end of the year or whatever. But yeah, so either way, I mean, either way, having some proposing to somebody and having them say anything other than yes is a pretty traumatizing experience, regardless of how sweet the moment is. Sure. <laughs> I suppose I can agree with that. <laughs> um, there's a, I've only ever proposed once and she said yes. So I, uh, I'm not not bragging or anything, but I, I, I'm better than you. So it is interesting to think that I'm I must be one of the rare people who has a less than 100% success rate with proposal. Well, zero percent right now. Yeah. Best I could do, best case scenario is 50% success rate. Not not necessarily. That is not true. That's true. I could have a lot of different wives. Yeah. You could do. You could get 66%. You could get 75%. If you work, if you work the system just right, you could get in the nineties again. 
ideally the best I could do as far as like, this is one of those situations where having a higher percentage, having a percentage that's higher than 50% would not be a good thing, I would yeah. think. So the best you can do without too much paperwork is 50%. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Woo-wee. And honestly, that's why people get married is because of the paperwork. I get married because um, I enjoy paperwork. I enjoy tax benefits. I once asked my buddy Turk what was his favorite part about being married. And he, without hesitation, dead serious, no hint of trying to be funny. He just said the tax benefits. So those tax benefits went away when I got married because the it used to be a $6,100 standard deduction. And that standard deduction is now bumped up to 14000 or whatever it is. So all of the itemizing that you could do, all of the little perks and bonuses you could, you could do, I just file standard now. There's no way I can achieve all of the itemization. I just file standard. I suppose there is still a, there is still a tax benefit in there, but it's not itemized as it once was. But that doesn't... Actually, do you? I, I don't know. I, no, I guess you don't. I guess that is just purely, are you married in the same household? Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's it is the same. a better tax benefit. Just because yeah. you're not itemizing is... What you're saying doesn't make sense to me, and I don't I, want to I, get into tax. Yeah, we don't need to get into tax code here. I think I had it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this so, is the ta- welcome to the tax episode. <laughs> Greg, when I got married, uh, about a week before I got married, I was up in upstate New York where we got married. And we went to the town hall to get our marriage certificate. And I had been in contact with the lady for two, three months. And I was supposed to show up, meet with, I don't know, I'm going to call her Brenda, meet with Brenda. She would sign away. We would go off on our, on our day. We get there and the town hall is also the public library. Cool. So we go in there and the only person in there is like the librarian, the lady in charge of the library. And we're like, Oh, we're actually here to see Brenda. Oh, Brenda's uh, not here. Brenda's down at the VFW eating lunch with her, with her husband. Fish like, fry Friday, baby. Okay. Can can she come? Uh, no, but uh, I don't want to bother her, but I can help you. We're like, okay. As long as you can help me, I don't really care. Um, we, we just have to get our marriage certificate. She goes, oh, that's nice. Where are you from? And then she starts drilling us, similar to the lady in Vermont who was asking us questions about where are you from. Yeah. And like the questions were so insinuated as if like that she was almost asking Amelia, my wife, my, my at that point, my fiance, she was almost asking her like, is he forcing you to do this? are you okay with what's happening blink twice if you if this is a problem like she wouldn't she wouldn't do it new york right up to new york yep you're a green card marriage baby yep one of us could be so we didn't have that's one thing we didn't have our birth certificates with us brenda told us we didn't have to worry about it brenda said bring your licenses and you're good to go this lady required a birth certificate this librarian required a birth certificate and uh, we didn't have them. We're like, well, they're in North Carolina. She's like, is there any way we can get them? They're in North Carolina. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, so after, honestly, probably an hour of like back and forth and like confessing our love to her to be like, no, no, no. We like each other. We want to do this. I don't know what the holdup is. Even if we don't like each other, fucking fill out the damn marriage certificate. Like, right. uh, no, it was a very problematic day. Uh did this lady turn out to be Brenda secretly? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't never. I never met Brenda. Um, but uh, Brenda was too busy at her fish fry at the VFW to come help us out. She even called Brenda to be like, "I've got these two lovely, cu- this two lovely couple here, and um, they just want to get married, and they need a, a marriage certificate. Have can, have you? They talked to you? Are you okaying this?" Like Brenda is the end all be all of everything in upstate New York. If Brenda doesn't like say yes, you. yeah, it's some ah man. But we got married, so it all worked out. Well, how did you wind up getting the certificate then? If this lady was giving you the, is it the third degree or the fifth degree? Is it Ooh, at this third? point? This was like the eighth degree. Um, yeah. she eventually she gave in. She we like gave her enough information. We gave her enough. <laughs> She made Love you fucking stories. Stories. She's like, you are really, If this is really consensual, have sex in front of me. Have sex in the town hall library right now, and, and then I'll know. Making eye contact with her, just having sex robotically, both of you weeping, and you're like, is this good enough for you? Finish. You finish or you don't get married. 
<laughs> I don't work well under pressure, Brenda lady. <laughs> <laughs> I got small nipples. How do you expect me to handle this? My hairy armpits sweat a lot. <sighs> <laughs> wow, this is a pretty weird experience, man. Yeah. Can I can I tell you about a date that I had that was not with a guy? Wait, no. You why are you going back to women? You had such a good experience with men. I know, I know. Uh, have you uh, seen him since, by the way? On the last sure. episode, Greg went on an accidental date with a man. The man thought it was a date. Greg thought it was a friend date. Things got awkward, and they went their separate ways. The separate ways, as in he lives, he still lives in my building, and it's a small building. Um, but yeah, I saw it. Uh, no, I didn't. I really it, like but... it when we whisper. Honestly, my like my nipples are getting smaller right now. I just don't. I don't want them here. It's a small building. Um, but uh, I gave him a copy of my book and he said thank you, and that's it. I'm moving on. Okay. All right. Let's yeah. talk about your lady date. Wait. Yeah. Was it a lady? It was. Okay. Um, lady date. Met her on Hinge, I think, and. Um, my opener, I was looking for my phone. I'm staring at it right there. But my opener on Hinge is usually a dad joke. I write on my profile, like, uh, connect with me if you want a dad joke. And uh, it usually works, but people want the joke, and then they just they just hit it and quit it. They want the joke, and then they just disappear. <clears throat> Typical. Uh, on this woman's profile, she had this note about date me if dot, dot, dot was the prompt. And then she said, you want to get fat because I give you, I bake you so many baked goods, something like that. Basically saying only date me if you want me to make you fat because I'm such a good bakery. Baker. Okay. And my response she was. She is a bakery. <laughs> my response was, uh, now that sounds like an edible arrangement. <laughs> oh, you're yeah. going to be such a good dad. <laughs> And she said, is that my custom dad joke? And I said, yeah, I'm not giving you another one. We talked for a little bit and we did a virtual date on Friday. And it was, uh, I know I joke a lot about all kinds of different things, but it was like such a sweet, first of all, I didn't realize how much my lighting in my house makes me look like a serial killer at night because I like really low orange lights. And uh, are you type, are you like writing an essay? What's going on over there? Uh, no, I'm trying to find. I once followed on Reddit Tinder pickup lines, uh, and there was one in particular that was really funny, and I can't find it anymore. So now I'm listening. I am listening, but I'm okay. also trying to find this Reddit I, I page. I you're listening, but I was like, "What is he searching?" I'm very curious. Is he building a house, a shed, um, glass cutting? So I like we hop on a fucking Zoom, and she's like sitting at her. Her lighting is like YouTube star quality lighting. She's wearing like a cute little dress. She's like got makeup on. She's cuter than in her pictures, which has only happened to me once before. This is only the second time I've ever experienced that. And um, I realized immediately I looked at myself and it's like low orange lights. It's nighttime. I literally don't even have enough. I could have had my circle light, I guess. But I, I was like lounging on my couch like a, I was in an 18th century painting or something. Um, definitely different vibes from both of us, you know? Um, were you looking, was the laptop like on your chest and you were kind of doing this look right here? Like the old chat roulette days? Kind of like it was okay. not, it, it was pretty much like that. That was the angle. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's a very flattering angle. <laughs> yeah. I, I just called it out immediately. I was like, wow, I didn't realize how, uh, how much I don't, I don't like using the word serial killer on a first date. Just because even if I say it jokingly, it yeah. still just puts the wrong sure. ideas in people's heads. So I just said, I, I didn't realize how much of a creeper this makes me look like having the lighting. And she's like, oh, it's fine. And it, it was just so good to have like the awkwardness of a regular first date. Because like the last couple of women I've dated, I've met them through very unusual meet. Like one of them I met through work. And then another one I met through couch surfing. Like she just randomly stayed at my place. Sure. And so like just a regular even though it's through video, a regular date where I was just like, didn't quite know what to say at times. Like the, her like playing with her hair and like fidgeting with like a wristband hair scrunchy thing. And 
mm-hmm. and me just kind of asking like small talk questions to get, by the way, I love small talk because a lot of people are like, oh, small talk's boring. I'm like, no, like I want to know where you're from and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like that, that awkwardness... 21 questions is like the ultimate first date. Yeah, dude. Like the small talk exists for a reason. Like it, we have to see that we're not both insane. And if you skip that, uh, you miss out on some fundamentals, I think. But it just felt so good to be awkward and a little bit uncomfortable and then to like loosen up over the course of the conversation and like getting her to swear a little bit. And uh, she looked, I at one point told her, I was like, has anyone ever told you you look like Hermione Granger? Like she looked just like Emma Watson. That's a beautiful and, uh, girl. Oh yeah, she's very, very beautiful. Uh, and I, I was like nervous, like, oh man, I don't want to screw this up. I actually think she's cute and all this. Um, so I think we're going to have a second virtual date, but, and this is the thing that worries me. I told her, I was like, she's not into meeting up very much. Like she doesn't see anybody, which like everybody's got their own level of like risk tolerance, respect sure. the hell out of that. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty out there. Like I'm going to shows and stuff. And I was just like, I don't know how to handle this. I don't know that I could just wait. Is this a social interacting thing that she doesn't want to do? She just doesn't like being out there with, or is it because of COVID? COVID specifically. Like she's worried about, she said that she does all the like. So it's not like a social anxiety. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, And I was like, like, I like talking to you. I want to talk again. I don't know how this is going to work, but I'll just see what the hell happens. And she's like, yeah, sure. So. We'll see. I messaged her afterwards and I said, I like talking to you. Uh, let's find a time soon. And she just said, I like talking to you too. Have a good weekend. That was, that to me, one, she didn't have to respond, but two, it's kind of like, uh, it's an, a very in between response. The, no, I, I think the, I like talking to you too. Have a good weekend. Um, Ooh, this is a, a very important question. Do you still have yes. the message? Do you know, how did she end it? A period, an exclamation point, a happy face or nothing? Uh, is all periods. She's not big onto emojis or okay. um, I don't think I've seen an exclamation point from her. So okay, this so it was like, me too, period. Have a good weekend, period. I'm looking it up because I need to know now. Uh, did I just die on the chat on the uh, Instagram? Yeah, it's okay. But, I mean, is it you died, there, you died handsomely. You died handsomely. Is the chat still alive or am I just not on video? I'm still on it. Oh, okay. Oh, never mind. There are ex- she says Here's what I said. I said I really enjoyed talking with you on our virtual date. Smiley face. Enjoy your dinner and I hope your dog feels better. Let's find another time soon to do it again. She says, "Thank you." Exclamation point. I had a good time talking with you too. Exclamation point. I hope you have a good weekend. No punctuation. <clears throat> but the thank you and the I had a good time talking to you. The exclamation points are key there. Um I I learned very quickly uh, the, the the inner readings of the text message, and if she's typically not an exclam- an exclamatory person, and then she throws an exclamation point at the end of like her like I want to talk to you again, um, that that's anything, but that's all good. That's all good news. There's nothing bad that comes out of there. Um, if anything, you're on the good side of neutral. That's good to know. I just want to yeah. point out that she did not say that she wanted to talk to me again on the uh, on that message. Just to be. Uh, perfectly accurate but she uh i would uh, enjoy talking to you too so if this was me and obviously i i am a i never i was never a member of the tinder hinge bumble grinder world Mm -hmm. um i would monday afternoon probably reach out and just say something like like hey do you want to you know grab dinner on thursday or something like that or or no she doesn't want to she doesn't want to hang out that's the thing right um even something as simple as like, I hope you had a good weekend. Uh, if this is a girl that you want to do something with in the future, a little, just a little throw it out there. And if she responds, it's all, it, it is all good. If she doesn't respond, obviously she does, probably never wants to talk to you again. Yes. But you'll never know. And I wouldn't wait too long. I hate people who wait two weeks before oh, the message. I definitely wouldn't. Never message would. her on Monday. Yeah. If anything, I tend to be over <clears throat> eager. We've gone from tax code to dating advice. That's cool. I think that's We're pretty rad. Good. Yeah. We're like Renaissance men minus uh No, we are Renaissance men. Mm-hmm. Speaking we of Renaissance men. Yeah. K 
can I tell you my Tinder joke that I found? The Tinder opening line. Please. My favorite sexual position is the JFK. I splatter all over her while she screams and tries to get out of the car. What about you? Now that's the kind of like vaguely aggressive, also very funny kind of stuff that's like, it's good for a screenshot. That's what it's good for. It's good yep. for a screenshot. And uh, I don't think you would ever have success with that. There would be nope. a 0% success rate. Never uh, even once. But, but it it's a fucking funny. It's a <laughs> funny one. <laughs> they knew, you know, in the video, there's a brooder filled. I always forget if because there's a Sasquatch film that's named after the person. I think the Sasquatch film is the Patterson film, and the JFK shot is the Pruder. Yeah. In that film, you can see Jackie O like trying to pick up pieces of his skull. Like instinctively, she's like, "Oh, I'm going to put Humpty Dumpty back together again." Yeah. It's yeah, it's a real depressing. Bad. It's not the funniest video I've ever seen online, but it's definitely not the least funny. <laughs> it's a. Uh... It's definitely uh, one of the more one of the more depressing videos on the, on the, on the internet. <laughs> it goes it goes my proposal video JFK assassination Sasquatch and then everything oh, else above it. That video of the beheading that we all saw when we were like fourteen years old that came up on like Funny or Die. I don't think I saw the beheading stuff. I think I stayed away so, from that. It, well, so like there was obviously websites. There was external engines that you could find all of those like killing videos. Big time. Um, I think there was a whole website. There, there was a website. I can't remember. Live leak. Um, what? Live leak was one of them. Is that was that it? But so funny or die, or maybe it was break.com. Maybe it was break. Break oh, was yeah. one that um, always just had like stand, not stand up, but like skit comedy and stuff like that. Yeah. And one of these that just happened to go into these skit comedies was like a beheading video, and they took it down. And like it took a couple days to take down, if I remember correctly. Like everyone saw it and then they're like, oh, we should probably remove this. This is not good. Uh, but we all saw that when we were like 14 years old. We're like, oh, that's what the world's like. Got it. Cool. Yeah, it was like the, uh, northern Mexico. Some of those videos, I just wonder that desensitizing. Ah, well, I just wonder how much that kind of stuff has fucked us up. Oh, yeah. Or, or how much of it has benefited us. Dude, you remember like you reminded me of E-Bombs World. Did you ever go sure. on that one? Oh yeah, E-Bombs World had had some uh, classic uh, Smurfs porn. <laughs> <That> <laughs> yeah, was... I forgot about that. Pterodactyl porn. That's why I forgot sure. about the pterodactyl porn. Yep. Um, I was just talking to my therapist about that. She's like, "Where did you find?" It? I was like, "I don't know. Let me ask my buddy John on the podcast." Here we go. Um, but I just had this thought of like. So E-Bombs World was one of the biggest like video content creators or content sharers mm-hmm. in the world for a while. It's like an underrated place for viral games. Little like uh, JavaScript games. Yeah. E-Bombs World had great games. They did like well, what I remember the most about E-Bombs World was that I thought it was so cool that they had new content every day. And it would just be, oh, we post a, one new video every day that is shared from somewhere else. And you think about that, like they weren't actually creating content. They're sharing one post. And I thought that was so incredible because other places, it's like the internet now has become a content machine where if you want to keep up, you have to like create new material, not just every day, but like throughout every day. Yeah. Like six, seven times a day just to be popular. Yeah. Yes. And I just think about how much, (laughs) Like when I was a kid and I'd be go like log in through msn.com, like like nobody else could use the phone in the house, 56K connection. I was like, holy shit, this is fast. I was like, kid, like, whoa, this is fast internet. Wow. Like tears swooshing back. And it was like, I would look at X Men comic reviews. I would look at whatever the new E Bombs World video was, and I would look at fantasy football and see how Ladanian Tomlinson was doing. And when I looked at those three websites, I was like, I'm done with the internet. Like that's all there, yep. that's all the content. That's all the new content there is. And I, yep. I would wish I'd be like, man, I wish there was more websites to go to. And now fucking my wish came true. And I wish it had never happened, dude. Yep. I do remember the, the glory days of the internet where you had like your five bookmarks and you would just go to those <laughs> five, you would, you would log on to AIM. And you would chat with your six friends and then your 15, eight, you know, 35 year old men in basements. Yeah. Um, oh no, man. What? 
my I'm being called to another meeting. I'll go to that meeting in a minute. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I've got a I've got a thing I've got to do. I'll, I'll hop on that in a minute after this. Um, okay. I'm not I'm not rushing us out. But ultimately, we had five bookmarks, and AIM yeah. was one of them. Uh, checking, um, you know, fantasy football, like you said. There was a oh, man. There was another. It was similar to Ebom's world. Maybe it was just break. Maybe I'm just conflating the two. But I would go and they would have um, just like little little skit comedies, and those were just the the joys of my day. And then my friends and I would reenact them the next day at school. Um, now that is adorable. Equally funny. Equally funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there was a time when YouTube used to be like actual home videos of people like making skits in their houses. Yep. Now it's all like corporatized. That I'm sure that shit still exists. It just doesn't get prioritized by the algorithm. Yeah. That's what worries me is that we're all just products of an algorithm. Like the only reason we create all of this content is so that we can stay relevant because that's what the algorithm prioritizes. And yeah. that just turns us all into extensions of a Google algorithm. Greg, speaking of the internet, I want to share something yeah. before we before we tell our jokes and, and sign off. Please. I want to share. I was, do you remember Wise Foods cheese waffies? This is a very esoteric reference. You might not know what these are. Cheese waffies were a snack in a brown bag that were two little like sugary waffles with like processed cheese in between them. And it was a little waffle sandwich with cheese in there. Sounds good. And um, I, uh, I was looking these up the other day. I was on Wise Foods trying to find where I could find more cheese waffies. And I found a post on Wise Foods that they are bringing back cheese waffies. I didn't know they had been discontinued, but they're bringing them back. And I want to share with you one of the comments in the Facebook post from a man, Donald Bergman. And Donald says, don't bother bringing them back because I won't bother hunting them down. I've found other cheesy snacks while you've been playing around. Shame on you, Wise. Wow, this is poetic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the fact that wise food is just like, Hey, we're going to bring back a snack. Donald Bergman. Fuck you. Wise. <laughs> you fucking ruined my life. Wise. <laughs> First of all, do they have a message board on this food stuff's website? It was on Facebook. It was on Facebook. Wise. <laughs> I found other cheesy snacks while you've been playing around. Shame on you. Wise. Click on the I- profile. What does he look like? Oh, I saved the I screenshot it. I don't actually have the the. I'm not on Facebook anymore. Oh, um, okay, what's his name? But uh, and his profile picture is just the generic Facebook profile picture. Donald Bergman, two ends. I'm calling you out, Donald, because you've ruined cheese waffies. I think after this post, Wise decided not to bring them back. They took Donald Bergman's they took his words very carefully, and they said we are not bringing them back. His words, I guess, were not so wise. Shame on you, wise. The name Cheese Waffy because it's like waffles. That's pretty cute. Mm, well, it's also cheese with a Z. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it was one of those situations where it's like spelling wings, W-Y-N-G-Z, because you're not legally allowed to call yeah. them wings. Like okay. they're so they're so different from cheese and so different from waffles. You're not allowed to call them <laughs> cheese waffles. You have to yeah. call them cheese waffies. Yes. That, I think I that was the situation we were in. Um, less, but Greg, do, yep. do you want to share a joke with me before we sign off? By the hour, we buy holy shit. Um, I don't. So this kind of pisses me off because this isn't so much a joke. This is what I wrote down as a joke in the middle of the night last night. I, I stood up, I woke up, and I was like, "Oh, I got to write this down." And I wrote down, "Our Chip and Dale part of Alvin and the Chipmunks." <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good joke. Your video cut out on the uh, Zoom. There it's back. Go. Yep. Um, sorry, they're trying to get me to come to this meeting. Okay, well, <laughs> I'll be there soon. Um, I want to. I want to uh, get you a joke real quick. Please. For years and years, Christians, Jews, and Muslims have had the opposite of a love triangle. Christians have been fighting Jews. Muslims have been fighting Christians. Jews have been fighting Muslims. It's a never-ending circle. That's never going to come to an end. But you know what? I, I got to give it to the Hindus. They're outside of this hateful circle because Hindus have never had any beef. Nice, dude. On that note, uh, the people can find me on Clubby 
what the hell am I talking about? I pre-ordered my new book, Clubby, Minor League Baseball member uh, memoir. Just type in C-L-U-B-B-I-E into Amazon. Find me at Greg Larson Comedy on Instagram. Find me at Greg Larson Comedy on OnlyFans and the Greg Larson on Twitter. John, where can the people find you? You can find me at Pumaravide. That's P-U-M-A-R-E-V-I-V-E-D. I spelled it right this time. I didn't have to stutter and go back. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Ginger Don't Shoot, and you can find me on Instagram, also at Pumaravide. I'm up to 27 followers now. Only three follows. Wait, 27 people who follow me, and I only follow three. It's a hard thing to keep track of, but I'm building my ratio. I'm up to 9 to 1 right now. 540,000 to 1 is the goal. So we're almost there. Soon, soon we shall get there. And until then, Greg, what's your name? I'm Ted Balloon. And I'm Bobson Dognut. And you're listening to Don't Shoot the Gingers. Bye. I love you. <laughs> <laughs>